Welcome, guys, to 505 On The Rise. And today, we have Zach. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Hey, bro. Chilling. Bro, yes, this hobby's a comedian. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Local Albuquerque comedian, b-boy, just all around New Mexico dude, bro. Yes, sir. Fully fully grown. Fully grown. I can say that. I hit puberty a while back for sure. I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to that second one though. You know what I mean? I'm looking for that second growth spurt. So that second. Bro, yeah. The first growth spurt. Bro. Oh, bro. I this is no shave November and it's still Patch Adams. Dog, I can't grow face hair for shit. That's how you know. Bro, what the? Fuck? <laughs> I'm a hairless chihuahua, bro. Like I only have five hairs on this side and like six on this side. Oh yeah, you got that Homer Simpson beard. Yeah, dog. That's <laughs> like, that's 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 little strands. Yeah, dude. I feel you. Yeah, I the same shit. It's so sad, bro. Like these New Mexico beards. This is the sad part is I'm already getting older and I'm already starting like the hairlines going, oh. but the beer light hasn't came in. And that's how you know your testosterone levels are just fucked. Yeah, <laughs> fucked. That's I'm how you know your genetics. Too, I tried growing up the beard and like I just have this patch right here. This homie has yes. a cool beard though. Like I've seen this homie. Yeah. I mean, okay. in, in high school, I used to have it like fully grown out, but now I kind of just shave it. I always think it's like, weird, bro. A high schooler with a fucking full grown ass mustache. Oh yeah, shit. for sure. Or like there was this one full in eight, like in eighth grade that looked like older than my dad <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean new mexico it's hard to tell like i can i showed up and you guys could either be like 43 year old like mexican dudes that just have it together or i'm hanging out with like some 15 year old dudes and i need to, and like i'm chaperoning this podcast yeah, <laughs> so, real, so either way dude so you guys this is how i knew this was a real new mexico podcast is we pulled up and we're straight in westgate Yes, and, sir. and off 86 i got the more i went to the south valley i'm like oh this is gonna be some real new mexico shit yeah bro. but then i was shots i was surprised that when i rang the doorbell no chihuahuas were barking that's mm. why i know you guys stepped it up and bro. are a little nicer we have huskies here. bro he huskies. Does have huskies. <laughs> okay there he we has go. the cutest husky ever dude it's yeah like bro. all white like that's how you know in your South Valley is you like walk up to your door, but you can't. You're like, I know I can't ring the doorbell. There's either a baby asleep or a dog that's going to bark. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so he, I was like, yeah. who's knocking? And then we were setting up, you know? So like we, we couldn't like go get the door or like didn't see your message. And then we went to get the door because we heard you knocking. But mm -hmm. we're like, there's a knock? Yeah, like no, no doorbell? Like what the <laughs> heck? But that's lit, bro. So yeah, bro. I appreciate you guys having me on the pod, bro. Is this some of the first comedian you guys have had on? Yes, yes sir. Bro. Okay. First comedian, okay. Bro. You guys ever been to a comedy show here in Albuquerque? Not in Albuquerque. I have not. No. no who Who you seen live before? I have actually seen anybody. Bro. Okay, so you're <laughs> like, I like how you friends. Like not in Albuquerque, but also not anywhere. I mean, I, I've watched them like Kevin Hart on Netflix. Okay. Or, like, okay. Fluffy on YouTube. Like yeah. All right. Some of the most you know, popular, popular ones, ones, like you yeah. said, Joe Rogan. Do you like like some of like have you guys heard of, like Theo Vaughn or Tom Segura? Any of those dudes? Like, oh, I'm sorry, no. I know, all right, for sure. We'll put you down for sure. But we'll get you guys out to a local comedy show. I've been, I've like, I hosted the Santa Ana Star. Unfortunately, oh. they haven't brought back their shows. Yeah. But that was like the best place to do comedy. I did some shows with like Steve O. Steve O? No. Yeah, way. yeah. So I got to feed. That was actually my first gig over there. So I was super nervous. It was my first time working there. And you have to abide by like stricter rules and uh -huh. policies because you have to work under the casino's guidelines. And, um, when I got there, I was supposed to open for him, but he didn't even have an opener. So I was like his opener, his host, his feature. It was just me and him, Shit. basically. Dude, that's did, awesome. Yeah, we did four show, sold out shows. It rocked out. And that was great. But then, like, sometimes other shit happens. Like, I was supposed to do Bob Saget. Mm -hmm. um, of course, like a full house, American, you know, fun, funniest home videos and all that. And uh, I got booked, confirmed the week of the show, promoted it on my social medias and stuff like that had family and friends coming out and I got to the show and they like saw me and they looked at me all confused like what are you doing here what? I was like what do you mean I'm here to I'm here to host the shows this weekend and they're like yeah we don't think he needs a host and they went and like I didn't even get to go to the back they're like well let me go check with him and they went and checked they're like yeah he doesn't want to host for the weekend what? and I what? had all kinds of people coming out to see me my dad was in the audience yeah. he stayed for the show too fuck you pops I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah, for sure but so man. there's a lot of ups and downs, man. Like you yeah. get really good opportunities, but sometimes you get stuff and it gets moved around. And of and course, sometimes like, you feel like shit after those, like some things like that happens. Right? Oh, that's shit, kind of fucked sure, up. It's like sure. you're already there. You guys had it planned, set in stone, and then you pull up to the the day. Exactly. And then like last minute changes. Mm -hmm. Like I was supposed to do another big comedian, but you know they let me know at least on that one like two weeks before. But it always sucks to like promote it on your social and be like, I'm gonna open for so and so. And yeah. then have to go back and be like, actually, guys, I'm not going to open for them. <laughs> like, it uh, sounds so bitchy. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, bro. That shit's ass. Because, like, I, I feel like that right now when I'm like, hey, I was going to drop, like, an album. 
Fuck, man, that shit's hard, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're like, single coming out. Hey, and like, like, bro, this guy's had a single coming out before the pandemic. Right. Like, <laughs> bro, I was just like, holy shit. I shouldn't have said that. Good thing a lot of people don't really care, you know? So uh, like, yeah, for sure. Hey, I'm, like, I'm, I'm holding you accountable, yeah, this is. I always like, tell I want to like, hear hey. that album. <laughs> but yeah, bro, I fucking hate that shit. You just be putting out, like, goals and shit or something, and then something happens. You're like, eee, and then because you, you already told people about them, you feel like shit, you know? Shit, bro, I mean, look, look at you guys. Got a, You're super young. You guys got a podcast going. Congratulations on that. Thank I know you. a lot of the podcasters here in Albuquerque and like no one kind of started this young. So by the time you guys are like my age or some of these other podcasting dudes age, like you'll have a ton of experience under your belt and who knows where it will go. Yeah. So Thank yeah, you, keep doing your thing, man. As soon as I saw you, I was like, all right, these dudes are young. They have a good little diverse of Albuquerque. Like I saw enough people that I know. I was like, all right, man, like I want to, I want to hit these dudes up and see if they, you know, want to mess with some local comedy. And bro, kinda, this shit was yeah. I'm, I'm you glad you up. hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, Cause you know I know how it is too to get guests and just have people that have been in the scene. Like, not only have I been in the comedy scene, but I've been in the local hip hop scene. You know, I've been a b boy in the scene for over a decade and a hip hop head for longer than that, and just grown up here forever. So yeah. when it comes to like hip hop comedy and even like bodybuilding, that's how I know Will's. You know, I just do it for fun and stuff. But a lot of those dudes are my homies. So I love the communities here in New Mexico. They're so oh, yeah. small that you gotta like kind of stay linked with everybody and help, help build, out. yeah, help yeah. build each other up. Oh, bro, but how did your comedy come about? Like, how did you start or decide? Yo, I've always comedy? been the biggest fan of comedy growing up as a kid. Like, even in middle school and high school, I'd watch stand-up and buy stand-up DVDs like Chris Rock. Mm. Chappelle Show came out when I was, like, starting high school. So mm -hmm. that was the shit. Me and my older brother would watch Chappelle Show every week. And then in college, I was just a huge fan. Like, I would go see all these stand-ups, listen to podcasts, and... You know, I, I don't know where I got the idea, but one day I was like, I want to get on stage and like at least try a set. For, so for about a year, I wrote jokes and I would just like write ideas. And my dad's like super old school New Mexican dude, you know, like <laughs> northern New Mexico. Like, what's up, eh? Like, yeah. fucking, hey. he's a real bot though, for sure. <laughs> and he's just the kind of dude that will call you out. So one day I told my pops, like, oh, I wrote this new joke today. He's like, well, when are you going to finally get on stage and fucking be about it then? Jeez. And I was like, fuck, that next night I did went and did an open mic, and I just never stopped ever since then. Like, and where was, where was that open mic? Gosh, is that a place that's not even open anymore? Most of the places uh. I started at aren't even open anymore. That's the craziest part about doing this. But it used to be a brewery called Monk's Brewery downtown off of like... Gosh, it's kind of by like that Silver Street Market, that mm -hmm. little grocery store. Mm. There was another one called um, Backdoor Alley. That was like the first one. That's like right next, right behind NYPD Pizza. Yeah, they're closed down. The it, original Red Door. I started off a of gold. They're not closed down. They just moved to Central. So it's funny mm. to see all these places you start at move. But are they closed because of the pandemic, or was it just like they closed know, way before? Yeah, that? you know what? The first two closed before the pandemic. So luckily that. But man, I've I've seen a few other places like where I do comedy. I started my own show about two years ago because mm. once I started performing in Albuquerque, I figured enough like to get longer stage, uh, longer sets, stage time, all that stuff, I needed to start my own show. Mm -hmm. So at Canteen Brewery about two years ago, I started, or I guess it would be three now because right that March before the pandemic, we were gonna do our two year anniversary show. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started doing my show there and it just grew. I started doing my buddy Maverick McWilliams, another great local comedian, shout out to the homie. Um, and the first few months we were just building audiences. I'd print 1500 flyers a Ooh. month. A and month, a oh, month and I would take them to like 30 to 40 different local businesses and drop That's them off. Me. And over like that two years of going to all these building like businesses, dropping off flyers every month, you get to know these people, picking up sponsors, which is like another really good advice for the pod, like find some local sponsors because then those sponsors will also push the promo and get people to listen. Yeah. Um, That's something I had in mind though, like getting flyers, bro, mm -hmm. and like putting them at UNM and oh, so yeah, people for with, sure. the, with the little tag of like Spotify, you oh, know? Oh, dude, that is a great like idea. a QR code. I used to go to UNM and put my flyers up too. They used to take them down just because I think my, my shows were off campus and shit. <laughs> oh. But I still would do it, bro. I'd go hand them out. Like, that foot traffic means so much. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That like, little interaction with people, right? Like, it means in so much. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, definitely. Like, I've gotten to know a lot of like local business owners really well just from going in and seeing me every month and then coming out to shows. And the best part is like getting a sponsor and then like killing a show. So they sponsor the show. Then they come out. So you have a packed audience. Hmm. The show goes good. And then they believe in you and want to like support you even more after that. Oh, that's sick. Bro. So uh, right now, unfortunately, that canteen show still hasn't came back. Mm. They're a little hesitant to do events just post-COVID and everything. Um, and same thing with Santa Ana Star. I haven't heard anything from Casino yet. But starting tomorrow, I'm starting a new show at the Cities of Gold Casino. 
just north of Santa Fe. Okay. That's like by Buffalo Thunder and Camel Rock, that whole little strip. Oh. So that'll be um, a new show monthly. And I have a meeting in Santa Fe tomorrow to start to show up there as well. So Damn. trying to bring as much comedy to New Mexico as possible. Hey, road trip to Santa Fe or what? I'm bro, not, bro. It, bro, it'll, it, yeah, for real. And you know, that's the thing is like our little towns are so close. Like Santa Fe, I don't mind at all. I'm going to like even tomorrow, I'm going to drive right back after the show. But man, in the last two months, I've toured more than I have since I've done comedy. Oh, shit. Like just wanting to come back after the pandemic with a vengeance. I've done Arizona, Colorado like three times and all over New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I, I just got back actually from Colorado last weekend. I did eight shows out there in four days and oh. filmed a comedy sketch. And I was in like Fort Collins, Denver, Colorado Springs, and then back home. And then two shows here you are. Night? I actually did. So uh, yeah, and here, yo, and I, and then as soon as I got back, the home, you guys hit me up. The homies hit me up, and I was like, yo, I'm here. So, yeah. and you know what? The things just keep rolling. Oh yeah. So real quick, yeah. So actually, Thursday I did one show in Colorado Springs, which was at a sick comedy club. They just opened out or Fort Collins. They just opened a new comedy club out there. That's like booked every night. Damn. And um, that was just one. And then Denver Friday and Saturday, I did three shows every night. Okay. So that was those That's were crazy. Those were busy, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was like literally like six thirty, seven thirty, nine. Like oh how shit. You, so like how do you how do you prepare for that? Because like I'm pretty sure talking for a while or like saying your jokes and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, kind of like. Do you ever just improvise, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I actually love to get like opportunities where I could get into crowd work, or just start roasting. Like one of the shows, <laughs> Colorado. I was like doing my. I get into my act, and I do have like my act right like whether it's 15 idea. minutes 30 minutes 45 minutes i have different sets for those time limits but this act i got into it and i was telling it my first joke and there was a couple right off to the stage like you know there's a front row and they're like hmm. right off to the right and this guy and they're like talking but he, i could see the dude like fidgeting with the lady like off and i let it go on for about 30 seconds and once i realized it was going to stop i was like oh i gotta address it because it's so distracting yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't want you don't want to like lose the audience by like being too mean right away. But it's also mm-hmm. disrespectful. Like, it is. So you got to like to you got to like roast. So I'm like, what's going on with this Tinder date over there, bro? Are you struggling with that girl's <laughs> cuff or what? And and then sometimes they'll open you up for a line. And that's the best part. So I'm like doing it. And she's like, she's like, one of my arms is bigger than the other. And that, like, I made that face. I was like, "What?" I was a like, damn girl. Who are you, Hellboy? <laughs> and then, like, and they just got like, the audience. And then, so I just like went into like making fun of her having one arm bigger than the other, and how her date fucking like, like how she. Oh, and then I was like, "Damn girl!" Or I asked the dude, "I was like, you struggling, bro? I was like, you look like you work out. You throw up those forty fives And then she set me up again because she's like, "Hell yeah!" She's like, "Yeah, I do work out. I can't, I can't live forty fives And then like, I I started laughing. And the audience died. I was like, "You know, realize I wasn't even talking about you." <laughs> and then they like, she just it, so good moments like that on camera. You just can't beat, man. I love those like on the spot things, mm. especially because I don't like to like post my act too much because I want people to come out. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'll post snippets and teasers, but um, as far as like full jokes, I really don't put too much out there because I want people to come out and have someone of that shred of mystery of like what you're going to be talking mm-hmm. about and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Do you ever like collect the footage though? Of your oh yeah. Show? I tried, you know what? I'm really, I used to not record like every set. I would just usually do my bigger shows. But now I'm getting more of a, like a habit of recording every set because even at open mics and stuff, you never know what moment could happen or what. New, like I told a new joke a couple weeks at an open mic, a, a couple weeks ago at an open mic, and it hit really hard and it felt really good telling it. And I shared it on my Instagram and just as a reel, mm-hmm. and it got more views than anything else. And it was just like a first time joke at an open mic. Like I didn't really think anything of it, and yeah. it got like over four thousand views on a reel, which that's is like pretty crazy. good for my account. And like now so. I can add that joke to the library. Exactly, and that's so yeah. Now it's in my now it's in like my new act that I've been like adding into older bits and. Yeah, I totally understand that, bro. Because even my girlfriend was like, I do covers in my Instagram page. And, okay, um, cool, dope. I've done three, four, I think, and two of them hit a thousand um, recently. And then, but I, she's like, you should do reels because a lot of people don't really look at the the whole thing. It's a three minute video, people, mm-hmm. you know. And then I did reels, and like, um, mostly all my reels have over a thousand. Well, just like barely a thousand, but they have a thousand. Yeah. And then there's one that hit like almost three thousand five hundred. That's so dope. Like, yeah. And sometimes yeah. they get little extra bumps. Like I had one, like a little story I put that was like it got enough like laugh reactions. I was like, oh fuck it, I'll throw up as a reel. And um, it was just like a little throwaway story and making fun of like, did you guys see those little Transformers downtown? Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of did a little story driving by making fun of them. Like 
I was like, fuck, bro. I saw these two lowrider dudes fighting, and all of a sudden, they fucking turned into these Transformers. I was like, they said Paula had this cutlass out here. Just fucking. Say Roshi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just stupid shit. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and, it, and it, like, it only got, like, 1,500 views, but then, like, out of nowhere, like, three weeks later, I started Sold seeing up. more likes, and it got, like, another 1,000. Like, it's all right. Weird, huh? I was like, that's a little different. So I feel like the reels is kind of where it's at right now because – it's kind of like Instagram's TikTok, and it, it'll get in their explore page, and mm. it's easier for the algorithm. But you so, have a TikTok as well, then? I have a TikTok. I don't use it. As, I'm real lazy with it, man. I started, and it was doing real good at first. And then when I actually started, like, making content and sketches, mm -hmm. they got, like, so few, like, just a few hundred views. And I was like, oh, fuck TikTok. Honestly, yeah. I think this is what happens. Because, like, if you start a um, TikTok account, you need to start fresh. Like, as soon as you start it, start posting. Because um, they're going to know that, um, like... You, your account's been there for a while it's not yeah. like active so it doesn't want to push you out there because um i did one video when i barely started and i think it hit um like 500 views which is like all right for like me you know oh yeah a for and sure on tiktok but the rest of them just like hit like under 100 and i'm like and yeah I, and i think they're good it gets discouraging yeah, hey, dude. Like, i had the dumbest videos that got like really good like i had I would like, I live downtown, so I always just walk around making fun of shit I see. And <laughs> on Sundays, I'll do like videos with the lowriders and shit. And there was a couple that got pretty good amount, like 15,000 views and That's good. did really good. And then I would I, actually like make sketches, <laughs> like mm -hmm. comedy sketches that I was proud of. And they would get like 500 views. And I'm like, the ones that you put effort Damn. into. Yeah, the ones. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> fucking nothing, bro. And then the ones yeah. that are like, hey, I just recorded this shit off my ass, you know, yeah. and like this shit works. It blows up. <laughs> yeah, that, I've seen that shit a lot on TikTok. Like the shittiest TikToks, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? And like the ones that I see people trying, they're like recording. Yeah. They didn't do as well. But, you know, Bro, it, so the algorithm I, is fucked. I have a question. You yeah, said you sure. live downtown, right? Oh, yeah. Right off of 6th and Central. Shouldn't have said that. I actually don't live oh, downtown. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I live right off of Central. Mountains. Though, so I'm right in the there. mountains. <laughs> yeah. Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you, have you ever, like, gone to Art Walk? Or, like, have you Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Booth I, or something? Or, like, so, I haven't had my own booth. I love Art Walk. My, uh, my lady's an artist. So, she's actually down oh, there painting okay. every week. Shout out to you. Check her Instagram out. It's Jade Raquel. She kills it. We can get her on the pod eventually, Yeah, for real. We'll get her on the pod too man for sure that way you guys get some artists out here but um i love the art walk man i actually like seen it progressively grow over the last few months it's gotten bigger and bigger and the last one was like thousands of fucking people bro. It, was, it was wild there's like three djs out there Jeez. there was this guy roasting green chili dog <laughs> no way. I didn't bro, there was the new most new mexico shit i've ever seen there was a guy roasting green chili and djing at the same time no i swear bro he was just out there just no and just d just and he was just asking he's like what do you want hot or mild i got you he's like but let me drop this beat real quick i'm like this is wild what the fuck? <laughs> that's so new mexico, that's some new mexico shit dude bro i couldn't go because i was um i went to ruidoso and um i wanted to go because we, we've been trying to see if we can set up something like that we can pull up like take a little table oh yeah bro and do a leaving live pot or something during yeah the yeah and but I was so hurt because I couldn't go, and now I'm even more hurt because of fucking the chili and the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. That shit's lit. On top of the lowriders in life. No, you know, maybe we could set something up because I do know a lot of people that run that. Oh, and maybe man. we could do like a collab thing and I'll bring some of my merch out and we could do a live oh, pod together yeah. or something. That'd, that'd be dope. Fuck yeah, yeah bro. Work that'd on be lit. Because I know, I mean, it's every first first, first Friday. Friday. Right? So mm -hmm. is it is it this Friday? Yeah, so it's tomorrow. Hello, so man. Tomorrow's the first one I'm going to miss because I got that casino show. Oh, so I'm kind of bummed out about that. But it is what it is, bro. That's the hard part about this comedy thing is you miss everything from birthdays, weddings, family members, yeah. stuff. It's, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. But, but yeah, bro. It's worth it at the end. Yeah, it's know? worth it at the end. But you guys are already grinding, bro. Like, even though I was super impressed just by the logo. Like, yo, you guys are just as someone that's kind of like in someone of the local entertainment like you guys are on your shit and you guys got an interesting thing going so keep pressing thank it, you bro, bro. thanks like, bro. it means Appreciate a lot because like mm -hmm. like i tell everybody this is a room it's a room bro <laughs> this is a room but <laughs> so is everybody else's that's what i'm real like someone like some of your biggest podcasters are doing this from their garage or hotel rooms with a sheet up and they're getting millions of views so you just never know when new mexico needs the entertainment we mm -hmm. need outlets for all of our artists so like big ups bro like for doing thank this you bro like it means a lot that. bro yeah because Especially the fact that you you saw us, you know, because like, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we had someone else and then you reached out and you now you're here like that's that's just sick, bro. So it means it's, it's doing something it's, it's reaching people and then 
hopefully your this episode just reaches other people and then more people want to hop oh, on. Oh yeah, bro. When I, I see when I see like young like minded individuals, it really gets me driven because there's not too many people that have like that hustle in them, mm-hmm. and and that have just like, you know what I mean, want to do something positive for the community. And not really just trying to like, like you said, the 505 on the rise. It's not just about you guys. It's like about the community. Yeah, once I yeah. saw that and the people you were having on, I said, these dudes are fresh. Like they got a good dynamic. So let's like see if we could, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, for you guys and this, is a, this is a thing. Um, what I'm saying is like, it's about the community and not just mm-hmm. us. Cause like I started cause I want to do something with music. Like, I don't know exactly what yet. Like I'm still pretty new. And um, I first did, I did the first little thing that we're trying to start, which is okay. a little series of like, invite musicians to come in musicians or artists or poets to come and talk and show her their craft bro like here behind our little poster you know yeah, for sure and um i didn't want to do it be the first one because like i don't want people to think it was like oh he's trying to get like clout from this you know oh, yeah yeah and then uh, and then i thought about it more and i was like honestly i think it'd be kind of encouraging because i'm kind of like one of the hosts you know and if i did something that we want to start it'd be cool if i started it yeah, so, or to inspire others to even come on the podcast and give a little snippet of them playing exactly. a guitar or like singing. Exactly. You know, like, Yo, one of my homies, one of my like, actually, he's my best friend. This guy, shout out to Josh Fournier, Navajo comedian out of Farmington. But that dude plays some pretty nice guitar too. So I'll give you guys this info. Bet, when he's yeah. in town, we'll have him on and stuff. That dude's a yeah. We'll record he's, him. He's bro. on my show. Yeah, I got a couple dudes that I like. I run deep with, man. You know, like it's just like your homie. Like when you find your click, you don't need a million friends to do this and a million mm. followers to do this you need a strong unit and you guys could just take over from there no oh, yeah definitely you know bro. what i mean so just keep rocking like, as soon as i saw like certain things bro like when i was a young kid nobody had a pin roll cuff on their pants <laughs> so there's certain <laughs> style points that i noticed right away you know what i mean like the fours bro like the supreme shirt you Appreciate know that. like uh it may be geared to some people but it's like to me, even as a b-boy, like looking fresh was always something that was like important, especially mm, yeah. growing up. I didn't, you know, we probably all didn't come from having much money. I don't yeah, know about yeah, you yeah, guys. My yeah. parents checked to check. You got gear for start of the new new year for school, your birthday, and Christmas. Maybe yes, that ass. Yeah. That maybe ass. <laughs> that ass. That's maybe that's when you get gear. So like when we got shoes, that shit meant so much to me. And you know how hard it is in New Mexico. We don't have any of these boutiques like it's funny yeah. like we're wearing supreme you can't get that here i'm wearing bait they don't have that here yeah. like it's hard to get actual gear out here so it's like you know even just keeping it fresh bro is like super important because new mexico bro we're you don't want to be the another dude in dickies and long socks and cortez, <laughs> cortez and hot cheeto fingers out there in the streets bro just suavecito in the hair just fucking suavecito dude that yeah, shit's yeah. a <laughs> I used to use some of that and Moco el Gorilla like in oh, seventh grade. Oh, Moco el Gorilla, yes, yeah. bro. But that shit, that shit's true, and like that shit's like the cuffing shit, bro. Like that's weird. Like, cause talking about like style, my dad's like, I used to do that shit. Yeah, you know that shit comes back. It comes yeah. back. Like bro. all like, kinds of shit like that just comes back, and like the the vintage wear, bro. Like everybody just wants to live in that. Old it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I have a homie out of Denver. Uh, follow him on Instagram, Chili Willie old school new mexico hip-hop head he's lived in denver for like 20 years but just old school hip-hop head sneaker head and he's always like been ahead of the game and i remember about three years ago i went to visit him in denver and he had started thrifting mm-hmm. and uh he had like one clothing rack and then a year later i went and he had like four clothing racks and then like last year i went and it was just his whole room was full of gear and then all of a sudden thrifting like popped and vintage wear popped and it's like kind of crazy to see these trends but then stuff will come and kill it like the, the vintage wear comes back and it's mm. super hard to get and it's mm-hmm. like worth something because they're old t-shirts or old hats but then urban outfitters is now like reprinting old shirts yeah, yeah. so so now it'll, it'll be something else you know what i mean like i always like to see where the trends go sometimes i don't follow them as as much like i love i was into the joggers before that trend hit because i used to like to wear runners a lot so like mm-hmm. asics oh, Sacconi. Mm-hmm. when jordan's just got too popular i just started going to other like limited like edition sneakers and mm-hmm. collaborations so i like the kith stuff a lot and, oh yeah and you know the eight like i said the asics the Sacconis, like all that kind of runner stuff which is kind of the more european year like sneakerhead fashion yeah, yeah so that's where like pin roll cuffs and like joggers came into play because you don't want big ass jeans covering your little runner shoes like mm-hmm. it's not a good look oh yeah and even the big ass jeans covering jordans look funky you know what i mean like 
So that panel cuff, the no-show socks, the ankle, like that's actual men's fashion is like the ankle cleavage too. Like yeah, that's what that we, we, were, were yeah, we were talking about. We were talking about that bro. one time. That's, that's men's cleavage. I actually have a joke about it where I on stage sometimes I'll put my leg up and then I'll catch a girl like looking at me and I'll be like, "Girl, keep your eyes up. Like my eyes are up here." Bro, <laughs> <laughs> it's because this is kind of awkward, but you, you know those guys that you tend to look at the. The ones that are about like fashion, but they're like whack as fuck in YouTube, <laughs> like Alpha Omega or some shit. So Alpha mm. something like I don't know his name, bro. Like that is whack, and he's like, okay, <laughs> if you're still showing your ankles at this age or at this time in day, whatever, you're whack. Like that's not even cool anymore. And then my girlfriend's like, that's one of her favorite things, like ankles. Like she's like, I like ankles. Like you notice that, huh? <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know too. This is the most driven room. We got a girl doing like podcast assistant and nursing school on the side. <laughs> It's there was some, there was a dog out there vacuuming a husky out there vacuuming. <laughs> this is a productive household. You know yes, what I'm sir, bro. They get it done. The grind never stops. Yeah, the grind never stops. So we're trying to get that bag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. Shit, the only bag I was getting when I was young is bags of green chili, bro. There were no opportunities. Hey, let me shit. drop the beat. Oh <laughs> yeah, let's get some going, bro. Grandma's house was popping at the refrigerator. It's because the thing about my family is like we're not even into like that much green chili, you know? Because we're more like like actually. Like, Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. So, okay. It, you, know? you know, that's a lot of thing people outside of New Mexico don't realize is that Mexican cuisine and New Mexican cuisine different. completely different. Yes. Yeah. Completely different. Because, like, some people be like, oh, like, well, I'm not good with, with chili at all. Like, definitely, like, yo me chilo con cebolla. Okay. Like, onion, bro, that shit's spicy, bro. But, um, like, my parents be making some fucking hot-ass sauces, and I feel like New Mexicans wouldn't be able to take it, you yep, know? For real. <laughs> like, not to for be... Not that's to funny be that you said that, because it's that's a real thing, and, and you and I, I actually, you're afraid to admit it. If you grow up in New Mexico and you don't like chili, you're mm. almost afraid to admit it, because yeah. you get clowned, right? Everywhere. I, you, I didn't like chili until I was, like, mad older, like, 18, and still, like, I'm more on the lighter. Like, I like chili, but I don't like fucking... Yeah. Like Dallas on the mild yeah. side. Like I'm it. still like I like it hot, but I don't like a grip of it on there. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you like to enjoy your food. Exactly. That's how I am. Bro. Red chili, I like a little bit more off the Dallas side, but green chili on a burger, I keep it kind of light. Bro. I like people. Xmas, like on a burrito. Oh, there you go Oof. for sure. Like but this both. is the fucked up part: is growing up as a kid in New Mexico, you don't know what Christmas is. Oh, okay. So imagine being at a restaurant, right? You're just at a restaurant and you order a burrito, and then your dad orders Christmas yeah. to the table, <laughs> and you think presents are gonna come <laughs> out. Santa's gonna. There's gonna be sleigh bells. And all of a sudden they just bring out a bunch of chili and you don't even <laughs> like chili. Shit, bro. The, the first time I heard about Xmas was like we would get Blake's burritos. Okay. And I was like in middle school and my mom was like treating me and my brother one day and she was like, well, let's go get you guys breakfast burritos before yeah. you go to school. And then she ordered Xmas and I was like, like what the heck what is that yeah she was like well yeah it was just red and green like you know christmas yeah. i was like and for yeah for you know, the, your listeners that might not know xmas or christmas just means when you order red and green chili on yep. your meal and that equals diarrhea right uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck that. i hate that shit bro and then but like, it's, it's, it's good bomb. coming in but coming out not really you know what new, i mean new mexico Shit. cuisine and bro. i feel like yeah on new mexico cuisine it's like I feel like you can have it at any time of the day. Like, it's a lot of, like, breakfast type. Yeah, foods, for like sure. Breakfast burritos. It's all the same shit, just done, like, 10 different ways. Yeah. So it's, like, tortillas, rice, cheese, beans, chili, some meats, just done 10 different ways. Mm -hmm. It's that so. same shit with Mexican food, bro. Yeah. Like, gorditas. And like, I, I can name a lot, but not at the top of my dome right now. But, like, there was this one TikTok that this lady's like, okay, que, que venden aquí. And then she's describing, like, 10 different things but they start with something different but they all have the same ingredients and you're just like yeah and she like all kinds of shit bro they just have the same shit and you're just like but they all taste different when you eat it so it's weird but it's but it's gas you know shit. pretty good so when you uh when you play your music what like genre guitar would you say you get down because i know you say you do covers and stuff like that i do folk bro mostly okay. in spanish okay. I, like dope I, I like more in spanish because it's my first language and i feel like i i i, I just better in spanish i'm better sp singing in spanish but yeah that's what i do folk and um uh, like i do corridos with my homies like i don't know if you know like you know corridos i don't know corridos is like okay well right now there's like a certain style which is like trap trap like mexican music oh shit okay yeah but i'll show you later bro. okay no but i it's, hear you it's I we'll have to get you like out that. to the show and do like a guest performance or something like dude, that man. that'd be sick but yeah we got to perform even your upcoming Song. Yeah, well, even for some open mics, that way it's like a little low stakes, get you like on stage a yeah, few times, and then 
I'm just trying to break that little shell, you know? Uh, because um, I don't know if you know Art Puppy. Do you know Art Puppy? Nah. Yeah, that's homie. That homie also wanted to like help me out with some okay. with some places, but I'm I'm too shy, bro. Like I barely play in front of like my homies and stuff. And watch, then putting it up, it just sucks. Like sometimes I watch this fucking video like over ten times. I'm just like, mm. and then I look at it like oh, I like it. Yo, like, that's oh. that's like a definitely thing that I do is like I'll ta- I'll have a clip and the first time I'm like oh that's super funny I'm gonna post it and then the more I watch it the more critical I become of mm-hmm. it so that's I'm trying right. to get better at that post and ghost thing like post it and don't, don't look at the likes don't look at the comments don't look at the Instagram story numbers because if you're happy with it just be consistent mm-hmm. because man sometimes I get so in my head and like if I don't get a, I'll want to delete something Same. or I'm like, yo, just leave the shit up. It's just like, and then, so like the last cover I did mm-hmm. actually, um, I thought it was really good because I did a cover of that same song. Like when I barely started like putting covers up and I, that cover was ass, bro. if I look at it, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like this cover was really good and it didn't even hit half of what my other video hit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. like, this one's like, I, in my opinion is, I thought it was my best one yet. And okay. It didn't do as good. But it did get like the same amount of almost the same amount of likes, but not the same amount of views. Okay. In which you know, kind of views are kind of more important at this point, you know. Like yeah, it's it's such a weird thing too. And then the things that boost the algorithms change all the time. So they yeah. say that like likes and comments right now aren't important as mm-hmm. like uh, shares and saves. No saves. I heard saves is one of the top ones now. Yeah, me too. So like that's one of the things. If you even get your homies like, hey, when I post something, save it and and share it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those little things will boost your algorithm. And for then sure. there's like things like um, I don't like telling homies to share it because I'm embarrassed. You know, like because it should come from. Them. I hear you, bro. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, it should come from them. Like it's like if they want to share it, that's cool. But um, like this last time, I actually asked a lot of people to like share it, and I got like 40 shares, I think. But nice. um, the reason I did that was because I tagged the artist and was like, I'm trying to get his attention. And the homie has like 400,000. So, <laughs> like, it was an effort. You know, we tried to get his attention, but a lot of people helped out. And I was like, that was like really cool that a lot of homies yeah, for shared sure. it and like yeah, tagged you'll him. see, like, the more you network, the more you do this with other locals, like, the more, because definitely, like, when all finishes, we'll take a pic, all share it. And they'll throw it on each other's socials. And even if it gets each other's a few more followers, every time you do an episode every week, before you know it, you'll be like, shit, I'm up a thousand followers. Yeah. Shit, like, and um, that shit will give you traction. You'll find more events to do live podcast out throughout the thing. And like, yo, you guys are on a good, like a good path. So just keep rocking. Yeah, that was yeah, one bro. of our goals too. Like, cause we had a, a new year's kind of like resolutions or new year's kind of goal type mm-hmm. episode. And our, our goal was to reach 500 followers by the end of this year. Dope. Yeah. Okay. And so far, I mean, we're past halfway. We're at, we're sitting at what? 370 Three, something? Three, 350, I thought. I don't know. I think so. 350. Yeah. It's because I don't, I don't, I haven't checked that much. But oh, okay. I'm pretty sure we're three, like over 350. Yeah, we'll share it for sure. I'll get you guys a list of some homies to have on because, like, there's some great cats in the hip-hop community, in the cannabis community, like, in, you know, the bodybuilding yeah. community. Yeah, so, so I wanted to ask you about, like, the b-boy stuff. Yeah, man, so, like, for sure. you said, was it 10 years you've been doing it? or was Yeah, it so I've been breaking, yeah, just about a decade. I started real late, so I started when I was about your guys' age at 21. Oh, okay. So I was super, like I said, I was always a big hip-hop head, especially underground hip-hop was mm-hmm. my shit. So, like, Living Legends atmosphere binary star brother ali like the mm-hmm. underground shit yeah. i don't know if you guys know but there's a shop down across from university called la underground Mm-mm. and right now they just sell mostly like spray paint and skateboards but when i was growing I up i think i've seen it bro okay it's so pretty yeah. small like it's, yeah, it's, it's a little not that shop. big right exactly yeah, it's right seen across it. from you and when i was growing up la underground sold records and cds and, and tapes before that and that was the only place to get like legit underground hip-hop mm. and um that place has just been kind of like a key little icon in the city. There's a lot of dope graffiti every time you drop, you yeah. know, drive by it and stuff. Oh, I, okay. Wait, is it by like some Dunkin' Donuts? Or it's right past the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Okay. For okay. sure. Yeah. Yo, but aren't you impressed of how much it's grown like in the couple years? Like, or the cool things that like New Mexico is like bringing? Oh, like, yeah. All for the sure. Because you, you've you been see in it the... coming waves, man. When I yeah. first got into breaking, the, the hip hop scene, the B boy scene specifically was a little bit bigger. And um, jams were a little bit bigger. And then we kind of go through these phases where we grow up and then we all get jobs and get busy. And then mm. you see the new generation. That's why it's so important to always bring a new generation into the into the elements because someone has to continue that on. You know, last, yesterday we just actually lost a, you know, a legend in not only the Albuquerque scene, but especially the hip hop scene. This dude, Marvel, um, he went by Mr. Marvel, Marvel. He was a DJ, B-boy. Um, rocker, just all around hip hop dude. He had a clothing line, and um, oh, I think I did see that because yeah, so, I follow uh, the human ones. Okay, and I yeah. think Sam 
And that mm. was a homie. He was another dude that was a pillar in the community, would hold events, DJed every weekend at a Vervadio Soul Sunday and kind of got that going. So it's hard to see some of our legends, you know, pass away and, and dudes that held a really strong, like, pillars in the community but going into that that's why you got to do the most you can to teach like the youth and bring them around and stuff that's like that's that. cool that you brought that up because like i i had that question about like breakdancing too because yeah. i remember back in like elementary and middle school there was always like this big b-boy scene because i remember in mm -hmm. elementary so i went to dolores gonzalez that's little elementary school like okay. right across from the zoo okay okay and then after school i would go to the community center barrelas yeah oh always, yeah there would always be those guys break dancing mm -hmm. and everything and i just remember like being as a kid i'd be like damn that's dope they're over here with the beanie head exactly bro so that community like, center hits yeah so that community center was one of the practice spots you know just like all of our other scenes like comedy like breaking you know in albuquerque our scenes are small mm -hmm. so that was one of the practice spots so every week the dudes would show up the b-boys and b-girls would get down and practice yeah, that community center, that's where I would start breaking. I remember I uh, there used to be this bar called Burt's Tiki Lounge that was another staple in Albuquerque that actually closed down before the pandemic. Mm. And they used to have a Wednesday night was their underground hip-hop night. And I remember being in college, gosh, I, this is embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> I was like 20, 21 years old, and I was so into like getting into breaking when I started. I was so about it that I'd go to this bar, but I'd go just to break. So I'd wear like literally, I remember I had these bright red UNM sweats, <laughs> and I'd wear like a cutoff shirt, and I'd just be like, and just horrible. Yo, just you have, horrible. <laughs> you have pictures too. of this? I'm, I'm sure I could sum up some because I, I don't know if sure. you've seen our profile where we like tend to like put random pictures or something related to them mm -hmm. and like in our first even in our first episode that somebody mentioned he was with Jeezy like he took a picture <laughs> and we put that picture and like you know like little goofy stuff yeah like, for sure well, I'll send you guys some flicks for sure like that yeah man so the, the breaking scene is always I mean it's kind of crafted who I was the people in it the hip hop scene here mm -hmm. and I try to carry as much of that as I can onto stage you know what I mean okay so and, and in doing that because i when i first started comedy i was like how can i like how can i either talk about breaking or show that i'm a b-boy mm -hmm. without like forcing it yeah. making it look corny and just like, getting on my head on like, stage hey or, i'm a b-boy exactly yeah. so, <laughs> i'm a b-boy <laughs> i'm like i don't really feel like i look like the honestly like you guys look more like you are exactly what like a pro b-boy build is it's like a, a smaller just little dude because they could throw themselves around and do crazy shit you know what my, i mean my dad actually used to do that stuff and like he would always um what's that one called where you swing your leg around and you're kind of like you're like flares really low. yeah yeah flares. flares like he would always do that and then like Tell he would be like i used to do like handstands and all this stuff and i was like but that was you like i can't do none of this oh stuff. yeah <laughs> for sure i mean it i like breaking because it was so challenging bro mm. like i used hip-hop was my thing forever so when i was 13 I got my first pair of turntables and I started like DJing and I was like 13 all throughout high school and into college and me and my homie used to freestyle all the time and rhyme at school and at parties and that was just our thing and do graffiti just in the past time and breaking I like I said I didn't start till I was like 21 and it was fucking hard bro like yeah. it was not easy and mm -hmm. something about that like physical um, element of like the difficulty and it you know I was like bouncing right, on your elbows all that stuff, shit like, and oh. I was like trying to get into the gym and get into shape around that same time. And I think that like, it just pushed me to like get out of like partying and stuff like that. Cause I was like, Oh fuck. If I was like partying the night before you really can't be like your best to go practice with the homies yeah. the next day. So that's one thing that got me just more discipline is yeah. wanting to like dance and be better. And also like when I first started dancing, I got into, you know, Flavor Fiends crew is my crew. So shout out Flavor Fiends. But all the dudes that started that were like the veterans, like different veterans in the scene and different scenes from around, you know, different spots of the country. And um, I was horrible, bro. I was like just starting breaking and they were like, yo, we see that you're like driven and we want to like help you build and we want to teach you some shit. We're not like going to you're not we're not saying you're in the crew, yeah. but we want you to build with us. Mm -hmm. So I built with that crew for like two years and I would. They're like, hey, you're not in it's the kind crew, of like though. Exactly. earning your spot. It is really, especially with these. Some of these cats have been dancing 15, 20 years. Yeah, damn. And you know, a couple of my homies, like one of my homies, is you know, two of the homies from the crew actually got into the Jabberwockies, mm -hmm. and um, so they've had some pretty good accomplishments. Dang, yeah, and that's so fire. I worked, I trained under them for the crew for like two years, and I would go out, of, you know, state and battle with them and stuff like that, and we 
well, you know, we won breaking hearts one year. That was like the first year I battled with them, which is our biggest uh, like breaking Rival? competition here. Mm. Oh, I yeah, yeah. So it's I called it was like a like a other like group, and I was like, where is it way. hosted or like? So that's you know? the for a while now. It's been at El Ray, but it used to okay. pop all over. So mm -hmm. it was like at the sub at the UNM. They had it at Barella's Community Center, like mm -hmm. you said a couple times. Um, but it seems like El Ray's kind of been the home for a while now. They had it at Warehouse Five Hundred Eight. Um, okay, I know where that's. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. So um, we won, you know, Breaking Hearts. That was the first competition that I won with them, and then got kicked down into the crew shortly after that. And it was just like what I was into for a really long time. But I'll yeah. be super honest; like I wasn't natural at it. Like I got better at breaking, but it definitely didn't come easy. You know what just I mean? Like anything. But yeah. when I started comedy, I don't, I don't want to say at all that it came easy because comedy is definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, as far as like getting traction and actually like building something out of it. Mm -hmm. But when I got on stage and, and got laughs and started writing jokes and crafting jokes and having them work, mm -hmm. the, I, I would describe it like I felt like an X-Man that found his superpower. Mm. That's sick. That's the only way I could describe it. It's just it. when you I'm know like, when you're oh, doing the right thing. Exactly. I'm like, it made it took me 27 years because that's how my age when I started comedy. I was, I mean, it took me 27 years, but I finally found like what I'm really good at and like what I feel like I'm meant to do. And that's, that's sick, bro. That's a good example. Cause a lot of people like, let's say in college right now, mm -hmm. they're trying to see, they're trying to go for a degree and they're like, you don't even know if that's the, your passion, exactly. passion, you know? Yeah. And it, sometimes it scares me, for example, cause I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do in my life still, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm so do I'm just doing shit. Cause I feel like, cause I'm young, you know, like the music shit, like the podcast, I, I really enjoy the podcast, but oh, yeah. I'm just like, like I'm doing it cause it's cool. Like, but I don't know if like I haven't found a passion passion yet and like for example for me I think the only passion I really had was like soccer okay but like you know it's like it's hard as shit to be a pro bro you fuck know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the most like, played sport in the world yeah so I'm just like like it doesn't happen but it's it's just like I need mm -hmm. to find that other shit that it like makes me feel as good as soccer mm -hmm. but bro like that's lit come on eric i'm I'm jealous of this homie this homie literally <laughs> is going for for um engineering and he he, know, he knows that it's his shit <laughs> Yeah, like, you're mad humble about it too, bro, which is like amazing is like knowing that you're you're going for something that's an extremely difficult achievement and keeping your mind in a good place, keeping your head on your shoulders, bro. Like that stuff's going to take you far. Like I, I heard a comedian that I listen to a lot. This dude, uh, Brendan Shaw, he has a lot of podcasts. He used to be a UFC fighter Ooh. and a lot of people gave him shit coming into the comedy game because he already like, had a following and was somewhat famous because of that. And the other, and he's gotten a lot of shit from comedians being like, oh, you're not a real comedian or, or you just have Dang. like, you just have the career you have because of all these other things and podcasting. And he's like, I know I'm not the funniest comedian out there by far. He's all, but name somebody that works harder than me. And like, he also has a YouTube channel, like so I mean, much. Shit. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, just look at all the things you're doing, bro. Mm -hmm. Like your engineering degree, the podcast, you know, staying up on, on just everything, bro. So like. And being humble about it, you know. Oh yeah, I mean? but like what I mean, like Eric, like he's told me, he's like since I was little, bro, I wanted to be an engineer, and I'm like, I've yeah. never had that. I've never had that shit. Like I thought I was gonna be a soccer player. That shit didn't work out. And, I, <laughs> like, and honestly, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with sure, it. You know, bro. like I'm, I'm, I know that you have to be like that fucking like god of soccer, bro, to yeah. like make it pro here. But like I need to find my shit, and I'm like Eric, like congrats, bro. Like that's just lit. And people it's, that have their shit, like, like you know what they're doing. Congrats to you guys, cause that's all, that's awesome. True, yeah. yeah. Bro. Cause like I I blame it mostly like I don't know, cause when I was little I like fucking with Legos and like Transformers, bro. Like, all those, right, those were my so like the like the, working with mechanical components like the because the old school transformers you mm -hmm. actually had to build to like take apart build and then like put them back together and like i saw like i think a year ago or two years ago i saw a commercial like now transformers you press a button and they like just switch or oh, something shit, like, that. like like kids these days will never know the struggle like how well, like how much time it took to like actually like put pieces together and well, like being make a young engineer yeah and so, i mean when i was a kid like we had crazy shit we had micro machines i don't know if you guys remember that but they were like tiny little transform like they were like tiny little toys they were so little bro i'm pretty sure that they canceled them because i think now they're a hate crime but <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding oh, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> no i think they're so little that they were just like yo this is Swally a small exactly yeah. but they were dope bro you would have these little like fucking little tank setups and little toy setups yeah, they're like mini funny. little transformers yeah 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 that's just it I I had a lot of fucking action figures like WWE action figures. Bro. Oh, that was that, the, that was bro. the shit. Yeah, I was big too. I had a big gold ring and then all kinds of fucking the ring, bro. bro. If you had the shit. fucking ring, no, that did you ever have the belt? You know what was big when no, I, I, I like and this was probably still popping when you guys were young, but when I was young, this shit came out and it took the world by storm. Was Tech Deck? 
Fucking oh escape. My yeah. God, everybody so was a tech deck wizard. Te- bro. Yes, bro. And everybody wanted a Tony Hawk one. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I think five of my homies have Carpal Tunnel right now just from fucking. Yo. <laughs> just fucking too much tech deck. I dog. remember this one homie. Um, like, I guess um, his mom couldn't take him to Kmart and. Like he saw me with some tech deck. He's like, bro, where do you get your tech deck? He's like, Kmart's having like a special. He's like, bro, if I give you money, will you get them for me? It's because my mom can't take me. And I was like, of course, bro. My mom, <laughs> my mom took me with his twenty bucks, and we bought him this tech deck because I bought him to school to him, bro. Oh fuck yeah, bro. That was like in third grade, bro, bro, fourth grade, and I was like, here's your tech decks, bro. And he was all hyped, and I was like, you know, like that's like picking up heat for your homie be like pre-geared and yeah, shit. Like, yeah, I got you on the new drops, dog. Yes, <laughs> that homie was so hyped about it, and like. Now that I think about it, that's kind of cool, you know? Came with the little tools and everything. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the little bro. yellow shit. Just fucking twist. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that they came, like, around that time, they tried to make a competitor, too. It was, like, the BMX bikes. Oh, yeah. I remember the little shitty scooter, too. Get that yeah. shit. Like, it was, like, give me the skateboard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, that skateboard so was just, like, more manageable, bro. Yeah. yeah what the fucking skateboard? What the fuck are you going to do? Just spin that shit? Just and that's it? Writing them on the walls, ah, oh, bro, that was a good time. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck. Or design. What bro? is it? Do you guys remember the 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 their beans? They were like famous. They were there popular. were. I do remember that. They had they like were little like faces people. on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. That's funny. What the fuck you was the point of those though? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember there was hype yeah, around Pointless there. toys are like a real fucking They're thing. Though. Yeah. Pointless. Because I was real young. I don't think you guys remember this at all. Because I was real young when this shit hit. But there was these things called pogs. Do you guys remember Pogs at all? I don't know. All right, so check this out. Pogs literally were just a circle cardboard cutout, like a little coin of cardboard with different images on them. So there'd be like different series from different things. And you would have all these Pogs and you'd keep them in a tube that looked like weed jars. (laughs) (laughs) And then you had these things called a slammer, which is like this big and it was like heavier and there were like different styles. Mm. I don't exactly remember how the game go, but you would like put them all face down and you would like slam it. Like you and your homies would go in, so you put some pogs, he put some pogs, and then you slam it, and then which ones are face up, like you keep. Or oh, something no. like bro, that. Bro, those so, are tassels, way. Bro, okay. <laughs> those are tassels. Like, okay, so my, my grandpa would bring me those from Mexico. So, but they're, uh, aren't they, of, they're metal, right? They're metal. Some of the them were slammers metal. were, but the pogs were always just like little card. If I remember, maybe some of them were bro, different, my, different my, textures. My, my grandpa would bring me some and like, hey, let's say you flip them over, like, like it would, they were yours. Yeah, but I pogs, remember, bro. Yeah. Pointless toys, yeah, dog. that shit was kind of whack. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if yeah. you were playing it, I bet it was yeah. lit. Hey, yeah, it was lit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you, you have the right pogs. <laughs> that's such an old school thing, bro. Tamagotchis. Bro, that's crazy. You just brought it up because I was literally thinking about that as soon as you mentioned the pogs. Old pointless like, things. What the fuck is that? That's like, like that little. It was like that little. Electronic. It was tight, like pet. a keychain oh size little pet that would yes. come out of an egg and you mm-hmm. got to keep it alive. You got to feed it. And, everything. Oh, and if yeah. it died, you just oh, like dude. that shit's fucked or what? I, get, I don't I don't remember everyone would like, like try him. to get them and then there was a point where you could like link them right and get them to play or something I, I bet bro like, like I don't I, that was a whole wave I remember now remember for it. sure so yeah pointless toy and I'm sure there's still shit like we don't even know that's popping right now oh, fidget spinners were kind of fucking pointless <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I mean I guess they helped with they said they helped with people with like exi- yeah. yeah 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 that's true that's true they're not pointless but you know when you everybody just started making kinds of designs and shit and you're just like what the fuck did you ever see the fidget cube? It was like yeah, I seen that one too. Yeah. That there's like a bunch of different things you could do. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty. That cool. That makes a little bit more. That sense. one's cool. Yeah. That's do you cool. have an office job? I remember or when I was a kid, the most pointless fucking toy that definitely this this should be canceled because this was like a sex toy. It was <laughs> fucked up. It used to be this like slimy clear <gasps> tube with a hole in the middle yeah. so it makes it weirder right and it was all sl- and you would literally just go like I don't even know the point of it you're just double wielding them you look like you're just you were bro, trying to, you we're gonna put the oh, link of that fucking toy you look like you took the wrong turn on central and they're just fucking working those I don't know what those were for they had like gel in them and like things I remember I'd always try to pop them yeah well, because I was like what's I don't, know. I don't know what the fuck those are bro I think no, one of my it was favorite like plastic all over. It was like filled with like it could be like, like lime green or blue, like sparkles or like just stuff inside. And it was like you, you put remember? you can put your hand. It was it a weird little yeah. tube thing, mm. bro. I was like that's that's weird. I uh, think that I think the last one that was my favorite that was like the dumbest toy just was the sticky hand. Yes, that oh was lit. That was lit. Crazy nostalgia right the now, fucking bro. Sticky hand. And then by the end of the day, that shit was so dirty. It didn't <laughs> yes. stick to anything. It was just so much dust on it. Fucking fingers are all <laughs> yeah, fucking all, together. Or like, bro. what's that one that's like paper? Or like, it was a Chinese 
finger. Well, you can't call it that anymore. Oh, but sorry, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm oh, just no. kidding. I'm like, just oh. kidding. Yeah, the finger traps, bro. The finger traps, sure. bro. Those are sick. Um, ah, fuck TikTok. Okay, so like I saw this guy and like he's disabled, right? I don't want to fucking say this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bro. Let it fly. So like the he's homie, working hard. That's so, all I know. That homie had like a like his hand was like a finger size, you know? Okay. Like both sides. So he just he's like, hey, they told him you won't put your <laughs> your hand or what? Like I don't know what he. You're that bit nub. You're that bit. You won't put him in the fucking Chinese trap, and then he was stuck. Oh, dude, that's fucked. And they do, <laughs> but like. It got him views, bro. Oh, you yeah, know? bro. So, that shit was so funny, bro. Yeah, like, now no he's way. selling Magic Spoon on his TikTok. So. <laughs> bro. He's sponsored was, by Blue Chew. He's so. sponsored by Chinese traps, oh, bro. Oh, gosh. Shit, Wait, you're not supposed to name him? Did you guys? Oh, I'm just kidding, uh-huh. bro. <laughs> so, like, one, Everything one, gets you cats these yes, days. That's, that's why you're like, why. I can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes bro. I'll even post clips. And I'm like, yeah, I like. it's like a crowd work moment. But if you're not at the show... You don't exactly know what was going on, yeah, the context yeah, of the yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is some like freaking woke person with blue and freaking green hair. <laughs> and you know what I mean? To be yeah. like, cancel this person. You can't um, say that. Yo, yeah. but it's just fucking people are soft now, bro. It is, bro. People like, just get. Uh, I feel like that area that like the era of getting offended is like going to slow down. And the era of like, shut the fuck up. It's just going to pick up. I hope yeah. so. Just shut needs up. to pick up, bro. Because I, I yeah. think it will. Yeah, hopefully. Like, the pendulum is. swings, bro. I got too woke. Like, everything's too woke. And then the problem when that happens is, like, you can't care about every single problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's when it'll, like, swing back and even out. And hopefully and then, that'll like, chill a little bit. Or at um, least know that it's, like, that person's not, like, too, like, it's not serious on it. Like, it's just a joke. Like, yeah. I mean, how much hate do you have to have in your heart to wake up and want to, like, cancel someone? Like, that's your whole yeah, objective. Yeah, like, they're through, buddy. That's <laughs> what it is, man. My dad's, first of all, my pops is fucking the most supportive dude. That's that's the one thing that helps. Like, he, he drives me to shows, bro. So, he in the last month, he's drove out to two out-of-state shows with me, rolls with me, kicks it, dabs out. Fucking, he's the one. Bro, he's so wild. Weird. Like, he has this new style he kind of got into over the last years, like, couple years where he got, like, super rocker. And he's always, like, was, like, a rocker <laughs> in the 80s. But now he's, like, brought it back. And he was, he wore, like, skinny black ripped jeans with Doc Martens and, like, a, <laughs> con- and, like, a concert tee. But this was kind of, like, before it was popping. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, rings on every finger. He started doing, like, the nails painted before that was popping. No and now he's, like, wa- he, like, rocks, like, contacts and shit. He's, he, my dad literally looks like some, like, suicide girl with daddy issues summoned <laughs> him out of a Ouija board. Just, hmm. Sugar daddy, sugar daddy, sugar daddy. Like, I swear, bro. Your some dad, some bro. girl just watches too much American Horror Story. That's like, that's my pops is the dude, bro. bro that is so lit. Cause like you don't, you don't see older or like older folks doing that or like dads like exactly. doing that. You know, like, he's so supportive, but he fuck around and be like. Even when I told them I was coming on the, I was like, oh, I'm driving these dudes house to do a podcast. He was like, well, hurry around, bro. You're fucking around. I need to get famous already. Like, he wants me to, like, get hey, here. Yeah. Like- <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is, like, take my dad to shows and then, like, talk shit about him, though, because it's so, he's, he's like, there. He has so much <laughs> shit, too, that it's like, he's such an open book. Like, and he loves it. He just loves it. He never, I'll bring him on stage sometimes. So, yeah, he's the shit, man. That's good, bro. Shout out to your dad. Shout, Shout out to the pops. Shout out to the. Yeah. F- Freaking family, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like family just supportive as hell, you know. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for shout real. out to everybody that be supporting you, bro. That's lit. But yeah, man, we gotta get you guys. We'll get you guys out to a live show, man, and we'll, we'll network you some more people to get on your pod and make sure to get some good, interesting people here in the community yeah, out here, bro. For you I'm excited to show up to one yeah, of your for shows sure. coming. For in. sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely, bro. And thank you for being here. Yeah, um, yeah, enjoyed like, it, bro. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Like I said, guys, I got a tomorrow. I'm starting a new show at cities of gold casino so check that out on my instagram and then saturday i'll be back in albuquerque i have two shows at night one at 50 50 coffee house and brew pub that's knob hill like right across from university too that's at seven and then i'll be at red velvet underground at nine so yeah check out my instagram zacabeta comedy i post all my shit there all right bet, sure. bro yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Any other plugins you want to do besides Instagram? Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, my Facebook, I do have a YouTube channel, but everything kind of like my main hub's kind of the Instagram, Instagram so okay. check that out, and yeah. everything kind of flows from there. Right, sure. bro. Thank For you. Sure. Yeah. Remember, guys, keep, keep rising. rising. Peace.